Welcome back to Franchise Audio. This is your boy, Eddie. What's up, Eddie? It's fucking Jay. Thank everyone for tuning in to another week of the fucking show. Um, but basically... Yeah, yeah. What were you, you saying about George Lucas and John Williams? Because I, I, I need to understand this a little bit. Yeah, so basically what ended up happening with George Lucas, I don't know the exact amount of movie studios and everything that he went to, but it was basically all of them. Yeah. Um, they all said no, right? Uh, oh, by the way, George Lucas is the creator of Star Wars. Um, they all said no, right? Um, pitching the movie, trying again, trying again. He finally gets someone to like, okay, you know what? Let's do this movie. Let's make it. Um, all the actors during the movie when they're filming it, you know, like Harrison Ford, uh, you know, you had, um, I think it was Mark Hamill and a, and a lot of the cast, they were just like, Harry she, Fisher, everybody. I don't know. I don't want to say everybody, but I don't want to throw everyone like in, in yeah, the mix. But just fire. yeah, like a, a huge portion of the cast was just kind of like, "What is this shit? Like this, this, this is crazy. What are we even shooting? Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like what the fuck? Like, okay, I guess this is a movie. Whatever. Um, they don't see the vision. The special effects guy, he's um, editing the movie there and everything. This motherfucker still doesn't see the vision, right? Um, connects with. John Williams, yeah. Um, basically, last it's the, it's the last thing he did in the movie. If you don't know, John Williams is the composer, yeah, for Star Wars, and I mean Schindler's List, Indiana Jones, Harry Potter, ET, everything goes on and on. Yeah, and like the music for Star Wars, if you've seen any of the movie, yeah. you know that the if music. You've seen spe- any movies? Really. Yeah, you know the music speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if he just did Star Wars, that would have already been an impressive yeah, resume, been- in my in my opinion. Or if you would have just done Indiana Jones, just a lot of those movies that we made named, if you would have just done Jaws, he did Jaws too. He did Jaws, yeah, that's right. Um, Everybody knows The Empire. You know the music. You know what's up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single person. No matter what room I'm in, I hear that and I'm looking around first. Because you know who's in this bitch, I'm going to go grab my lifesaver. Like, what's what's up right now? Mm -hmm. Um, So he does the music right last. So everyone's like, first off, it, it was a bitch for him to get the movie off the ground. The cast is not, I don't want to say they're not supportive, but they just, you know, they're, they're, they're not as bought in. Yeah, they're just like, oh, let's want. shoot this movie. They're not bought in. Um, even the special effects guy was like, you know, like, yeah, okay, I guess, I guess you have a Star Wars thing that you say here yeah. going. Um, lays the music on top. The movie hits theaters. Um, fast forward, we're still in 2021. Star Wars is huge. Star Wars is like some of the biggest things in some people's lives. Um, it's everywhere. It's in Disney. Um, it's infiltrated sub part of your subconscious at some point, whether it's like from other, some other medium that you've taken in because Mandalorian, whatever, like, something, that, yeah. like, even family guy is yeah, yeah. influence has done some type of uh, star Wars type thing. So, um, we were just kind of talking beforehand. Right. And just, and I was just kind of telling you, um, fuck it. Like if it's in the middle of your chest and you feel it, just do it. Uh, because you could have, if George Lucas would have done anything else different and listen to, I don't know. I'm sure the uh, the good couple of no's that he got before. Who knows what that would 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 have looked like and turned into. And you know, it, it ties back into I think the human species just likes storytelling. They like good storytelling. Yeah, it's been progression for the last I mean 250 thousand years for Homo Homo sapiens, um, and it's been about storytelling. We've passed what we've been through in the past through storytelling, so we've been able to develop communication language. All these complex structures of of society, and through storytelling, we're also now able, because of consciousness, to say things in the future or imagine things that aren't real, and yeah. jot them down, yep. and have physics and reality blend together in something beautiful that now you design as a creative 
media to consume through story through a video yeah and you add music and all these fundamental human aspects the creativity and it makes something amazing like that but i think it's because of how much we've always loved stories it, you see the start of of of, of humanity like a of, of modern day I, I guess like mesopotamia like civilization yes. right that you had domesticated animals and stuff like that at this point you're starting to build civilization and through the years of development became empires like rome and all these different things and it's all been through a good story, a bad story, and the yeah. development of humanity. And I think that's where Star Wars is. And I know we just went 360 across the entire world. But yeah. it's basically about if you feel it in your in your way to tell a story, yeah. tell your story. For tell sure. your story of what you believe in because you don't know exactly what it amounts to be. And it's not about work and exchange of currency because we are going to talk a little bit about what you're going to do with your 1400 stimulus or hope to do with your 1400 stimulus when you get it because that was approved by, by Congress recently. But it's about if you have something that you're deeply connected to and it's a creative outlet such as music, media consumption, and you're utilizing in a new way like technology in a new era, yeah, follow it. Because that's where yeah. we're going to head. Dive in. Dig that's deep. where we're going to head. In the art of storytelling, in the art of doing something like a podcast or a movie or picture taking, yeah. like that's where we're heading to. And if you feel it, like you said, like deep in your heart, Follow it because you never know. It could be Star Wars. And Star Wars is one of the best movies ever, right? It's one of the best franchises ever. Yeah, Star Wars went nuts. A, a fandom that you could that, that even little kids know about. They know about Baby Yoda. Yeah. They know what's going on. It could be something, something iconic. It can be Gundams. Or it could be Sharknado. Yeah. Like, but at the very least, yeah. it's going to be something. You know what exactly. I mean? There's six Sharknados. I haven't seen one fucking goddamn shark in a tornado. Oh, and there's God. six of those motherfuckers. You know what I mean? So no matter what your idea is, someone's going to have an opinion on it. Who gives a fuck? Just follow what you like. Follow your dream and that idea. That, that's, I think, what the George Lucas, John Williams story is, like, from what you're saying. to me. Yeah, bro. It's, it's a bunch of that because, dude, if, like, what better idea to follow than your own? That's just always, like, kind of what I think in the, in the, in the least errant way possible. Yeah. You know, like if, if you really feel like you got to do it, then fucking do it. And that can be, yeah, producing a story, which the art of storytelling has been around for forever. Or it can be just in anything in life. It's just I feel like it's a pretty good philosophy to, um, to live to. Because at the end of the day, the only person you have, the only person that you live with at the end of the day is yourself. And I, I like the way you put it, that there was a bunch of studios that said, no, they're entitled to that opinion. A hundred percent. They're entitled, they're entitled to not Thank liking you your opinion. actually having that opinion because you just avoided me, like, a, a, wasting friction, my time. a friction uh, relationship. Time. You know what I mean? Like, you, it, would, it probably would have been harder to do the things we had to do if you would have been my partner. So it, thank you for saying It might have not been Star Wars. Exactly. It might have not been that. Yep. And the thing is, is that he went to a bunch and they said no, but he kept saying Yes. It, maybe not now, but yes. Maybe I got to refine something. Maybe I got to go back a little bit. But no, this is the story. This is what I'm going with. And yeah. look what it became. And I, I think that's where like we're at as far as continuing to chase those things that, that you want besides just like the fear of, of not risking something. Yeah. Because those individuals, like the, the people we talk about, those people that are icons, it doesn't have to be your Elon Musk. It could also be revolutionary people like Steven Spielberg. It could be people like... John Williams, George Lucas, that from their idea made an empire or spoke to people in some way. They told their story and look what it became. It's literally just that. Yeah, sometimes that's the beautiful part that it can just be as simple as that. It's as simple as that. 
And I think that the, the, the part that I, anyway, but besides the that whole thing that yeah. I like about the storytelling aspect, I think the the whole part that's that's nice is like he risked it. He kept going with it. He could have said, "No, nah, fuck it, I'm I'm done. I, I'm gonna I gotta I gotta do something else." That story always blows my mind because I gotta do reason, something. Can you um, imagine? Had George Lucas said, "No, nah, fuck it," then Star Wars isn't gonna be made. That conviction, that resilience of saying, "Bro, I see this." How do you? How do you? How, does, not how see do you this? guys? How are you guys not here with me yet? But fuck it, I'll show you though. I okay. get you don't see it, but fuck, I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna show you exactly what's up. That that's what's always like. It, it gets me hyped because it's like, damn, dog, like. Like you, you, you're really, you're really that boy. Like you're really him because it, you know what I mean, or her because it's like you were able to like just cling onto a conviction that strong. You took a risk and it paid off. So that's where you're paid off in life, right? Most of the time, when you take a, a risk that it feels like your your heart's racing, you feel that anxiety, the fear yeah. of taking that risk, and then once you finally make it, it's like at the other side of it, you feel like that bliss of that peace of like. It's a risk. That's what they're supposed to do. Not everybody has success from a risk, yeah. but taking the risk is what makes it sometimes pay off. You get as much reward as you're willing to risk in life. Gotta have that skin in the game. Gotta have the skin in the game. And how do you get skin in the game? Educate yourself, continue following your passion points, and eventually something like that could happen. And do the work. And do the work, no matter what. Just like Jocko says, just do the work. And I think about like what you're saying as far as conviction and things like that. And think about in 2008, right? You had a Jewish family. It's a bar mitzvah. And they ask you, hey, what do you want at the end? What do you want um, as a reward for it? It was like around 10. It was like around, I think they were giving him all collectively like 10 people, $100 each. It was like $1,000. Okay. And in 2008, he decided to hold that $1,000 and eventually invest in Bitcoin. That $1,000. And then fast forward seven years later, this is a true story, by the way. Fast forward seven years later, he was sitting on, I think, like $2.7 million. And then eventually was able, off of that, to start doing other investments and things like that. Who was this? So it was just literally a Jewish kid that decided after getting $1,000, it was just, there was a huge story about him because he held wow. off all the way through. And Yeah. Until he made two point. 2.7, I believe it, it was. He's crazy. I still wouldn't have sold if I was him, but whatever. That's, that's neither here or there. And God knows what he did with it. Maybe he kept it going, reinvested more. I, I don't know where that story is at because it's just one of those stories that was like trending back in the day. Like you wouldn't believe who made $2.7 million off of this. Off of the bitty coin. And it's, and it's about having conviction in the things you, you invest in. Invest If you're not investing back in yourself in some way, shape, or form, if it's not with your creative yeah. outlets, if it's not with your knowledge, if it's not with looking out for how you can make money work for you, then damn, like, what are you doing instead? I, I love that and this because it's like, Doug, what are we going to do with our stimulus check? Like, like yeah. what, what's about to go down? That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. That was yeah. $1,000 back then. Yeah. What do $1,400 look like now? I think as, as the more we talk about um, just currency and, and how it's taking shape, um, with inflation and, yeah. and different prices and you look back 20 years and you look at how how much gas was and it's completely different you're still getting the same amount of gas it is just worth a different amount yep because of supply demand and etc and the value of the dollar you take a look at something like bitcoin they just they just signed the, the bill that's 1.9 trillion dollars worth 1.9 trillion dollars is going out yeah where does that money come from who about you i remember just not to cut you off but i just yeah. remember you used to say to me before like i remember i always used to say we'll just print more money and you always used to say to me jay but what about inflation and i used to say like 
what are you talking about? You just print more. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, but yeah, no, but it makes sense. Like, and then a perfect example. You keep like doing you said, it, but that's fine. But then look at the look at what happens yep. throughout 20, 30, For 40 years. For the same years. amount of gas, you're paying more. Okay, yeah. Okay. Because so. this is what happens with the value of the dollar. And that's fine. Maybe we're living for right now because we need to like yeah. do something right now. But then if you're not investing that back into yourself, $1,000 that you could have maybe through somewhere else becomes $1,000 that now are just $1,000 in everyday life instead of $2.7 million. And that's so like you don't have to like invest $1,000 if yeah. you don't have it, right? But you are getting 1400 So maybe you want to invest 100 Maybe you want to invest 200 So what should you maybe throw Maybe you want to invest 50 What should you throw it at? That's, that's what uh, people want to know. And this is what I would say. One, we're not financial advisors. First and foremost, right? That's the first thing we want to say. But the second thing is, is that why don't you on your free time do a little bit of research into some of these companies? One of them that I think you should definitely throw a little bit of money on, Palantir. Information technology that if you guys haven't seen it, it basically makes questions out of a system answer things that are like uh, quantitative. So any algorithm that you put into it that you're asking a question of how to get, for example, this meat across this distance in the most efficient way possible, like complex questions like that, it's retrieving data back to you and giving you more complex answers. Yeah. Deep so learning. We talked it's about deep this learning. Uh, it's two, deep learning. two podcast episodes ago. So if you want to check that out, I highly recommend it. So deep learning. And now you're using it to make your life easier, make yep. your life more efficient. Yeah, because machines are just better at it than us. So Palantir is currently worth like $27, I want to say. Let's see what it's worth in 20 years. When this podcast is still on and popping. When you're listening this to episode, I want to say a thousand. Let's see what Palantir is worth then. Because it's undervalued right now, respectfully. Yeah. It's undervalued as a company because people don't see the vision of what that's going to be useful for until it develops. But people said the same thing about another company you should invest for, I think, Tesla. I was going to say that. That's crazy that you said it because it's almost like you were reading my mind um, there. But yeah, I think you should still buy Tesla. I'm not still currently buying. I mean, oh, actually, remember, we're not your financial advisors. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm right now uh, actively not investing into Tesla because um, I like other things right now. Um, like, cause I already, one, I already have Tesla in my portfolio. And two, um, I really like the idea of, like, you know, Bitcoin, really, and... Um, some other deep learning uh, companies like Palantir is really like yeah. one you had already mentioned, but I think that if I, I mean yeah, if I had some extra money, I would definitely buy Tesla myself. You know, that's what I can speak for. Tesla, because why? Because right now it's a vehicle company, but it's but so much more. It's a that. computer. Yeah. It's 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 a computer that learns, and yeah, right now it's in a vehicle. Yeah. But let's see, ten years from now, when we're talking about it, different internet systems with Starlink and space. You know, and what that looks like as far as AI, because, you know, you can't invest in a company that's going to make you crazy returns in the future. If you're thinking with a mentality of right now, I would sure. say it's going to be really hard seeing a vision for something that's possible. Yeah. Like people called Steve Jobs yeah. absolutely crazy for, for doing something like Apple. Like what people said to, to Bill Gates dropping out of college and Microsoft and Apple are the biggest names we know in tech. Yeah. So, something I definitely want to point out too, right? Because... Um, it's pretty safe to say we, me and you, we love technology. We love all yeah. that shit. I know everyone's not into that, right? So, and and you made a point on like you know on your spare time, like yeah. just um picking up some knowledge maybe on something. And something I just want to like point out is like I'm sure some listeners here or like some people are definitely like pet owners or you know or to some to some facet, right? Yeah, and, or like animals or like animals. And if you're in that space and you can like look into a company. Like Chewy, for example, that Chewy. is 
really actively like investing in their customer service, really actively investing in their customers. You order a bag of food off Chewy and they tell you, hey, um, and let's say you no longer want it, right? And you have to return it for whatever reason. They tell you, hey, look, just donate it to an animal shelter. We'll resend you the bag that you need at no cost to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, or, or if you don't need another bag, we'll just refund you the money. No problem. Like, so you don't have to love, you know, um, the idea of AI and self-driving cars and Tesla to invest or to read up on something that, you know, can help you grow your portfolio or grow, you know, your little money stash in some way. It can be something as cool and simple as Chewy. There's also, you know, a company sticks out to me that it's similar, like not in the same resolve as tech, because tech is one of those sectors that it, it's boomer bust most of the time. Yeah. But if you give it enough time, it's going to probably boom. Yeah. If you're hearing sure. about it and you hear about it often, it's probably for a reason. Yeah. And if you're looking, I feel like it's one of those things like, like you're saying, so since it's boomer bust, you have to be looking down the right scope and right yeah. barrel to make sure you can potentially hit the boom mm-hmm. part of it. And so I was thinking of something like, even like cannabis. Yeah. Like there you go. Maybe, Perfect. Yeah, too. I know people that invest in cannabis stocks and they don't even smoke because it's not about yeah, it's, they don't smoke that green, but they want to make it. Exactly. Yeah. But they see so, the opportunity. And you see like things like of where we're heading to as a nation with the legalization of marijuana. Yeah. That is probably something that is going to be a field that is not tapped into enough that will explode over the next five, 10 years. You know what I'm saying? So look at, at companies that you're investing to, I guess, with the scope, with the right scope yeah. of where we are and where we're heading. And, and that's where you should be investing your money. Another, another company that I, that I like is as far as like, for example, something consistent like Ford. Year, year over year. Ford is not going to go out of business. Year over year. Ever. The Ever. only automaker that now is adding two more people to their board from the family. That's delicious. Ford, the Ford family is, is set for, for the rest of their life. Not just that. Ford is also like America, too. Like, we're, like, mm-hmm. we're, we're not going to, like, the government is not going to just let them go under. Like, the same way they saved, like, GMC and, Delta. you know what I mean? Like, they're not going to let Ford fucking just vanish. That's just yeah. not the way that's going to go down. The, they said that they would also, like, airlines. They said that they would pay out airlines, and they're not going to let airlines fail either. You think they're going to let an airline called American Airlines just, you know, just poof? And you look at and another thing when you're looking at like investing. And again, we're not telling you, hey, throw your money at this. Yeah. But you should be at least looking into what you want to do with your money so it can work for you. For sure. Because it's free. It's coming out of like. Because in a bank account, it's de- just decaying over time. Yeah. It's at 0.05% growth over years. So the, the government is, or not the government, but banks are playing with your money already in the stock market. Yeah. While it's sitting there. And over year, because of what the fact that they do that. They give you 0.05 growth over the year. Yeah. So yeah. that's why JP Morgan is moving $2 billion worth of cocaine on ships yep. that are just disappearing. Because they have a lot of money from people that are already yeah. having money in their banks. It's an egregious game. So what are you doing with the 7% that you could be making just by throwing your money at stocks? That was a long thing just to shut on JP Morgan, but um, it was done. Pretty done warranted, um, I would say. And two, like... You know, you would have just also been better off. You could have invested in Pokemon cards. Even you could have Pokemon invested cards, in Pokemon yeah. cards over the last five years, the last year, the last 10 years, the last 20 years, yeah. you know, and it wouldn't have mattered. You would have still like made a buck. So the yeah, Charizard let's, let's, card let's that I was holding. Doing. Yeah. It, you know, you bring up that. And I remember holding the Charizard card right now. That's worth $20,000. I remember yeah. holding it in my hand. Yeah. Fuck, dog. I remember holding it in my hand and just like being like, oh, this is a cool card. It's worth $30, $40. Almost like shitting on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
but not realizing that a Pokemon card, this little piece of whatever is worth $30 already. But, and also, too, in our young minds, we, 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 we didn't understand, at least not me, the, really the concept of scarcity. Mm-hmm. And like that, you know, this card is abundant now, but it's not going to be in the next 10 years. And I guess, I guess that's the best way to break down uh, opportunities like the ones we're mentioning. Like, yeah, it's widely available right now because the stock isn't worth what it's going to be worth in 5, 10 years. Yeah. Something like Bitcoin, which is something that we're really, um, I guess, heavy on in, in some facet. Because once you see what okay, currency happy. is, like once you see what currency is and wealth exchange in between individuals is, and once you understand that it's about leverage yeah, and it's about yep. the value of the dollar, then I guess financial transfers are more easier to like understand like bitcoin like oh yeah this might be worth a lot over time yes this might be worth a crazy amount actually over time because you cannot mine like more bitcoin than exists there's a there's a dead limit on it you can mine as much gold that exists on the earth yeah and what but the more abundance there is of it the less it's worth yeah and what makes it beautiful too is that like you need actual like power and electricity to mine and get yeah. this shit so that's what another fact that just actually makes it like hard money like mm-hmm. you can't just yeah it's it's people say it's digital but motherfucker to retrieve that digital key you gotta put in like you gotta put in the electricity you gotta yeah. you gotta put it that in so you that doesn't come from la, la nada it doesn't come from just you know like um osmosis exactly it's a different form of mining yes and so the the thing that i love that you keep saying about like uh Bitcoin in general is uh, the law of thermodynamics. It's energy. Yeah, yeah literally. It, it's energy. It, it exists there and it can't be created. It can only change forms. Yeah. So that's what I feel like Bitcoin is. And eventually it's going to get to a, a place of high level entropy, which is just there's going to be less available of it. Yep. So it's going to be hard to come by. And so that's why it'll be worth so much over time because the value of the dollar is going to go way down. But the value of Bitcoin, there's less available. It's going to go way up. Yeah. It's just, it's just like for right now, for what I can see, I can't see a better store of value. In my opinion, you know, um, I just can't see a better just somewhere where if I put a hundred, my $100 in, it's going to grow to some facet for me and be safe and be there and be able to be transferable as well to someone that is thousands of miles away from me. I will be able to, I'll be able to transfer that value that I have that is protected, that's verifiable. Um, I'll be able to transfer that to somebody that can potentially be in Russia. It can even be not even that sophisticated. It can just be to, to you. You know what I mean? But the, 2.6 seconds yeah, is going to get to me. But you know what I mean? But it's value that, you, value, <laughs> value that you'll be able to have that it is shareable and that's and that's really to me what makes like money money like if i can like if i can have value here right and being in miami but have that same value standing in the middle of like russia standing in cuba standing in puerto rico standing that's in Germany, ultimate value almost. that, 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 that that's is world currency that is the true store of value for me in my opinion that's, and that's world currency it's the quickest asset that we have quickest asset class that we have to reach uh, one trillion uh market uh cap yeah it took companies like um google Amazon, like google. 44 years microsoft 42 years yeah or i think 43 years so and the type of technology they have in is, 11 so yeah 
take that. And we're talking account. about like monsters and in, in, in fields of yep. technology that it, monopolies. It took them for, yeah, it took them. Look how long it took them, and look what they have to offer. Yeah, exactly. And Bitcoin, what it has to offer is big, and look how short of a time it took them. Yeah, and it's because of that because they have so much to offer. It, yeah, because of its store of value, and it's just made so perfectly for what it does. That's it. You know, you know, without having to get too crazy on that guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's that's what I'm. What I would want to do with, with my stimulus, you know, buy some Bitcoin. I wanted to maybe get a tattoo, but I was like, ah, I really yeah. want to get a tattoo. But I probably will maybe get something small. But yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what I see. At least. So, of course, you know, it, it's tough also when you're paying a bunch of bills and doing all these things to think back and like not live paycheck to paycheck like, you know, most, uh, most Americans live. But it's about that understanding. super factual. Yeah, but it's about super understanding factual. that that money coming in. You don't have to use it for every single thing. Exactly. Yeah. If you're living and and to, just to wrap this episode up in a nice nice bow, if you're living with the conviction, right, to make good decisions, then you only need to be making two to three good decisions a year, and one of them should be for now. If you're one of those Americans living like paycheck to paycheck, is probably not living above your expenses. If you really want to give back to yourself and then develop something over time then it's about making sure your expenses don't supersede what you have as far as value. Because if money's coming in in that way and money's going out at the same rate, then if we're talking about the laws of thermodynamics, if we're talking about science here, zero is going to equate to zero every time. That is fact. So if you're putting back instead of zero, if you're putting back into yourself at least 10%, and that's really what you should be minimum shooting for as far as whatever income's coming in, then you will get back returns on on anything you get. This thing, I I believe you guys should use it for something that's back on yourself. And if look, if it doesn't have to be investing in directly into the stock market, but investing yourself in some way, you know, don't be. I guess I I think Rick Ross says it in 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 a more uh, easy fashion to to listen to, and it's you could have the Ferrari, it's nice, but this, this is nice for a year, and then what? There's a new model, there's a new thing, there's a what new whatever. So what are you doing to make sure that you get it done? Like, what decisions are you making to make sure that you're taken care of for the next 10, 15 years? Yeah. To not live that paycheck-to-paycheck American life, which it's, it's a lot to take out of if you're not finding the knowledge. But financial literacy is everywhere. Now it's everywhere because of something like the internet, because of something like Google. So imagine if you're putting your money into the next revolutionary thing, what it could be. So that's where I'm putting my, my, my stimulus. One thing I want to point out there, like you said, you only have to make really like two to three good decisions a year. Um, something I just want to like really point out um, one year, one decision somebody made was to put like some money, like how you said, like into Bitcoin. A couple years later, um, he sold for a great profit. And another example could have been how you told me, like you held a Charizard card in your hand. If you would have decided to keep that, take that card from your hand and put it into your drawer, into a sleeve and pull it out now. Um, like you said, we'd be up what it would be like twenty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. So you know, like you said, you only have to make two to three good decisions a year, and they don't have to be life. You know, it, yeah, it doesn't don't, have to be as Warren Buffett makes complex. two to three. Yeah, it doesn't have to be super complex. Is what I'm trying to say. The you rest know, it of the be, time he's playing golf. It can be something simple like just storing your Pokemon card in, in your drawer. You know, so just take, just you know, do with that as you will. People hate Jeff Bezos, but he sleeps eight hours a day. He's not losing any sleep over that. He's just trying to make good decisions. Warren Buffett makes two to three good ones a year. That's all you got to make. I love that. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be complex. You know, it can just, it can be, keep it simple. If you want, that's how you want your life to be. And just to wrap up the podcast, it's always about development, but through curiosity. So like you said, it could be a Pokemon card, it could be Bitcoin. It could be 
making good decisions, invest in making good decisions and breaking down what making good decisions is, rational, non-emotional decisions, because it'll make your life easier to work around. And then I just want to say, if you're going to do anything as far as decision making, always make sure you're coming from a place that you're understanding that decision and its reflection over the next two to three years. Yeah. Because the thing is, is when you're making investments, right, when you're making decisions for investments, it shouldn't be emotional. It should be about what is this return going to look like for myself in two to three years and having that longevity to make sure you're making that decision from the scale of a two to three year outlook. So for me, this has been an episode about conviction and do we have it and shit. If you're getting $1,400, I better hope you're putting it in the right place. This has been Eddie. This is Jay. Thank you so much for fucking tuning in this week. Um, this is just a little, you know, uh, bonus episode for you guys. We're still coming at you Wednesday uh, with something else. But if anything stuck out here to you, fuck it. Share this with somebody. Later. Until next time. Until next time.